Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.06 on a Saturday morning, 41 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. Welcome, friends. I'm glad you're here. If you're driving around looking for something to do today, and would like to visit Clark Howard, Dave Baker, Eric Erickson, they will be at various Walmarts around Atlanta. And this is one of the greatest things you can do for foster kids or any child, whether it be foster kids or any child in the world who needs a little bit of gifts for Christmas. This is the day that you can feel great and Help your kids feel great, too, because they can help you choose picture or choose gifts for these kids. Now, Clark Howard, I believe, today is going to be at the uh, Walmart on Johnson Ferry Road. Eric Erickson is going to be, let's see, he'll be at Walmart in Peachtree City from 8 to 1 o'clock. They'll both be broadcasting, partial broadcast during the day from 8 until 1 today, 9 to 1. And so you can go over to either one of those Walmarts, Johnson Ferry or Peachtree City. And... Um, and visit with the folks there, Eric or Dave or Clark Howard, and take a moment to look at one of the lists of one of the children in foster care. Go around the store, pick up those gifts, buy them, and then bring them back to the table. They'll be put into a bag for that child specifically. The name of the child goes on the outside of the bag. And then just before Christmas, they'll be delivered to the foster family, and that child will have some presents for Christmas. Foster families do not get any kind of stipend or extra money for Christmas, and if they have a lot of stretching to do in the budget because of their care for foster children, then this really, really, really makes a big difference in their lives. I heartily encourage you to do that. Details, of course, on where they are and what the schedule will be for the next couple of weeks at ClarkHoward.com. Nathan is in Snellville, and Nathan joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Nathan. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, sir? I would like to install a, a privacy fence, and I was looking at different shrubs and bamboos to do that. Yeah. I wanted to cover like 200 feet. I was wondering what would you recommend? You know, Nathan, they say in Snellville, everybody's somebody, everybody has a friend in Snellville. You'll be Uh the one person in Snellville with no friends if you plant bamboo. (laughs) So do not, do not. Let me say that one more time. Uh -uh, Mm Uh-uh on the bamboo. It is bad stuff. It will climb and creep and make your neighbor and your lives miserable. (laughs) <laughs> so, you heard what I said, you're not going to plant bamboo. Everybody will love you in Snellville from then on. Um, well, there are a lot of choices, Nathan. You said it's 200 feet, you think? Yes, sir. How tall do you need the shrub to be? Uh, I was thinking like 12 feet. We've got a lot of choices. We've got a lot of choices in here. And frankly, I want to tell you, Nathan, it will look so much better if you will vary the kinds of plants that you do along this privacy fence. Don't go all 100% Leland Cypress. That's boring and ugly. Don't go mm-hmm. 100% Arborvitae. There's an Arborvitae plant called Emerald Green. Gets about 12 feet tall. Beautiful, lovely plant. Makes a great hedge. If you put them 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, it's mm-hmm. ugly as sin. Don't do that. Put some I would say it's not not wrong to put a couple of Leland Cypress in there. Arbor Vitae is another shrub. The Emerald Green is a great shrub for screening. A couple of hollies give you some red berries. Get some variation in color and texture in there. There's a Savannah holly, a Nellie Stevens holly. Uh, Burford holly will be a little bit taller than you want, but it's still going to give you plenty of good screening. It's fast-growing. 
Um, mm -hmm. What else we got in here? A couple of uh, Burnhams. You know, if you really want a list, I got Nathan, I got a list. If you want a list, it's a printout and take to a nursery and say, what have you got now this time of year? Now's a great mm -hmm. time to plant, Nathan. And you can go to my website and just type plant list or screening. Screening is even better. Just plant, type screening in the search line. It takes you to the list of every screening plant I can think of, some tall, some short some wide, you know, some with different leaves on them, some that are a little bit more likely to be uh, deciduous and lose their leaves in the wintertime but still give screenings. I, that's what mm -hmm. I would do, Jason. Nathan, go to WalterReeves.com, type screening in the search line and get that list and take it to a nursery. Okay, thank you so much, Walter. Uh, one more question, Nathan. Okay. Are you, are you going to plant bamboo? No. That's no, the right I was, answer, Nathan. <laughs> I was looking at like, clamping, uh, clumping bamboo, but I guess not anymore. Nah, even the clumping bamboos, truthfully, you could plant a clumping bamboo, but most of the clumping bamboos have some hard times in wintertime. In other words, uh -huh. they're more likely to be the ones frozen than the running bamboos are. Sadly, the running bamboos survive just great in the wintertime. Clumping bamboos can work in some situations, but boy, they sometimes get cold damage, and for that reason, I don't recommend them usually. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Walter. All right, Nathan. Great talking to you. Thanks for calling. 11 minutes past the hour. Kathy, Johns Creek, join us, Lawn and Garden. Hey, Kathy, good morning. Good morning, Walter. What you got? Recently, we had about 15 or 20 big trees, mostly pines, but a few... Uh, sweet gums taken out of our backyard, yeah. and now I'm thinking I'd like to put in a couple of native uh, magnolias, oh, and I have a friend that has a 30-year magnolia that has some babies that have come up around the perimeter, and I was wondering, is it okay for me to dig those up, I mean, if it's okay with her, yeah. uh, and move those into my backyard, and if so, what preparation do I need to do for the site to plant them today? One of my rules of thumb besides don't plant bamboo is... You'll never miss a sweet gum. <laughs> so all the sweet Amen. gums you had taken out, good riddance to them. Get them out of here. We don't like sweet gums anymore. Um, as far as the native uh, magnolias, how tall are they now that you'll be transplanting? I think they're about six feet tall. You're fine. You can dig that. And as long as the soil is nice and soft, I might even wait till you had another soaking tomorrow if you think the soil is still a little bit hard when it gets down to about 12 inches deep as you're digging the root ball out. Heck, wait till after it rains good tomorrow and dig them up on Monday, Tuesday, or next weekend, and sure, you can move them around all you want to. Excellent. Thank you so much. Keep them watered. I mean, the first year, the first summertime, next year you'll think, oh, they're looking great. July comes, and all of a sudden all the little green leaves start pooking down a little bit. You think, oh, man, I should have watered them. So be thoughtful about that. Six foot high is right on the margin of where I would say you can be successful, but I think you can be as long as you do it now and water in June and July of next year. Excellent. Thank you so much. All right, Kathy. Thanks for calling. We got lots of jobs to do. If you need a job, 404-872-0750. If you need to know how to do it, same number. Or you can Twitter, you can tweet me, hashtag AskWalter. Gene, is that in Conyers? And Gene joins us. Hey, Gene, good morning. Hey. Hey. Uh, I have a, a three-part question for you. Part number one. Go for it. My father has a uh, persimmon bush that I would love to get a clipping off of to be able to grow my own persimmon bush. Okay. It's only about two years old. When mm -hmm. is a good time to flip it as far as the time of year, the maturity level, and how would I get it to root 
successfully so that I can get my own. I've tried to take her for swimming and tear it apart, yeah. get the seed leaves out, and I cannot find any seed. I'm sighing just a little bit here, Gene, because I'm I'm torn between what you want to do and what I think is the right thing to do. What you want to do is to propagate that persimmon, and it's going to take five years if it takes a minute to get that persimmon into bearing size. And the propagation process of doing probably air layering is what I would do during next summertime. And so the propagation is not done now specifically, although I know there are a couple of people who do uh, cold, cold weather dormant cuttings and they do various procedures that help things to sprout. But man, that propagation process, Gene, is going to be tough for you. And my honest opinion about what you ought to do is go buy a persimmon. Even going online, going to some of the reputable uh, online edible nursery kind of places and buying a persimmon, I think it's going to be faster. You get a better selection of varieties. There are a couple of varieties of native persimmons that you can choose from. Man, I think you'd do better to do that than you would be to try to propagate what you have. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm just saying, Gene, it's going to take a long time to get persimmons from any kind of clipping from your one that's existing. But, man, you can get one from an online nursery. It'll come to you about three feet tall, and within four years you'll be persimmoned out. You won't, you'll be giving away persimmons to everybody, and that's okay. what I think you ought to do. Okay. All right. All All right, Gene. Again, the research, the, the advice you get on this show is what I think is the best for your situation. I know it's tempting to say I want to get a free persimmon from a clipping, but man, sometimes that just isn't, I think, the right thing to do. Carolyn, join us from Atlanta. Hey, Carolyn, good morning. Hey, Walter. Hey, Carolyn, I what's have up? I have fungus in my lawn. I have, it's primarily permuted, but it's some centipede in there. I wanted to know if it's okay for me to to do ryegrass and, uh, I mean, yeah, ryegrass at this time. Who diagnosed the fungus? How do you know that you have a fungal problem? Oh, I know I have it because I had it last year and I treated it and went away. Mm, okay, but, but how do you know? It, it, brown. I know from primarily from you and looking it up. All right. And, uh, it's, you know, there are brown patches. I have several large brown patches. All right. Well, and so what your question is, you want to see if you can put ryegrass in the dead spots, and then what? No, I want to put ryegrass over the whole lawn. Oh. Can I do that? Yeah. Do, 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 do. I would say no, and I'll tell you why. Um, ryegrass can look green. I know there are lots of big states in North Atlanta that uh, do ryegrass overseeding every wintertime, and their, their green lawns look awesome in the, in the winter. But inevitably, ryegrass weakens the grass that it's overseeded onto. And you already have weak Bermuda grass. So yeah. that seems to me counterproductive, that ryegrass, in particular, the, the time that it stresses the Bermudas when they're transitioning between the ryegrass dying off the Bermuda trying to green oh. up in May. And that is a real touchy time to try to get weak Bermuda to come up. We've already had all this drought that we've had this year that I think is already going to predispose Bermuda to weakening and slow green up next spring. So this year, if you want my advice, Carolyn, it is don't. Don't put the ryegrass out there. Okay. Okay, I won't do that. Can I have one other quick question? If you have, can do it in 15 seconds, yes. Okay, I dug up all my shrubbery around my house because the roots were brought into the to the to the the building. Yeah. I, I want to replant shrubbery around. What shrubbery would you recommend? Oh, man, we got uh, 
small stuff like Yopan Holly. You got the medium sized stuff like um, uh, Laura Pedalum. Ooh, you got lots of choices. If you just heck take a picture or two of your house and run over to the Pike at uh, either Lindbergh or the one at Toco Hill and just bring a picture of the front of the house, say, "What would you recommend I put here?" And see what oh, they okay. say. Take a okay. tour. Okay, hey, thank you. I All appreciate right. that. Sure, thank Carolyn. You. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. 818 News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. We're back to the time where the weather does make a difference, and it's not always negative. But at least you need to plan around the rain that's predicted to come tomorrow. Highs tonight and tomorrow, in, or highs tomorrow and today should be in the low 50s, even the low high 40s. Mm, that's not going to be so good overnight in the low 40s like it is right now, 41.5 degrees. 90% chance of rain tomorrow. So if you have things to do in the garden, get them done today. Your full weekend forecast Comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Let's do the weekend prize pack, Ashley Frasca. Ashley is thinking of a number between 2 and 7 to determine who wins a pair of tickets to see the Game of Thrones live concert experience on March 14th at Phillips Arena. Game of Thrones live? What is that going to be? Mm-mm-mm. A family four-pack of tickets to the Atlanta Gladiators home game at the Infinite Energy Arena as well. Who gets to see the Game of Thrones concert experience live, which I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I'm sure others do know and want to be there. Who's going to win? Today's December 3rd, right? Yeah. Caller 3. Caller number 3 to our contest line. Ashley has a very exacting way of determining the numbers. 404-741-0750. 404-741-0750. Please dial carefully and get to go see the Game of Thrones concert experience live march 14th put it down on your calendar katie is in milton georgia and katie joins us on lawn and garden hey katie good morning walter how are you hi i'm fine thanks how can i help great thanks um we have a juniper we think it's a juniper an evergreen tree um that we noticed at about the three to four foot height has some branches that have been broken off and they appear to have been stripped in addition to that, we notice now that the leaves are coming off the trees that there are a number of branches on several different types of trees um, that have also been stripped at a height that's much too high for deer. Ah. So we're wondering, wondering if you have any thoughts. Let's go back to the first one you said. A juniper with the height of the damage there was three or so feet? Yes. Yeah, so my husband and I first thought, oh, the deer have done it. Um, but, yeah. but like I said, now that the leaves have fallen... Um, it appears that there are several, I'm counting five out the back window here, um, um, on multiple different trees, uh, not just pine. One is a pine, um, mostly hardwoods, yeah, poplar, uh, it's, poplar, and they're, they're too high for the deer. It's possible you have a combination of both. This is very much the time when deer rut damage appears on Leland Cypress, Arbor Vitae, just about anything. And for whatever reason, there seem to be a lot of evergreens affected by deer that rub, 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 rub on the top of their head to get the velvet off the antlers. And um, so it's possible that the stuff that's lowered down, if they're broken off, particularly that sounds like deer damage. As far as higher up in a tree, higher than a deer can reach, yes, squirrels will go up there and gnaw the bark off of things because it's sweet. A little bit of moisture, a little bit of syrup, I guess you'd call it, the sap would come out. And so the higher up in the tree could be squirrel damage too. 
but don't discount deer damage. This is certainly the time for deer to come in and rub and make just a miserable mess is the best way to describe it out of evergreen trees, particularly it seems Leland cypress and arborvitae, red cedar, pine trees, they rub them, they like them, and they will mess up the bottom three or four feet of a plant and just make them look awful. Thanks for calling there, Katie. It's 827. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden right after news. Festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 836 at News Talk WSB. Welcome, my friends. This is the last half hour of Lawn and Garden. If you have a garden question, our number is easy to remember, 404-872-0750. You can use Twitter, hashtag AskWalter, or you can run down to your local Pike Nursery and talk to somebody just as smart and just as pretty as Miss Mickey Gazaway, who's with us on the line right now. Hey, Mickey. Good morning, Walter. How are you? I'm well, thank you, ma'am. And I want to say that you and I have had an influence over the planting habits of uh, Atlantans who were listening to our show last Saturday where we were at your West Cobb store and we're talking about the silver tip Christmas trees. Yeah. Because I had two emails this week from people saying, <laughs> where can I get silver tip Christmas tree seedlings that I can plant and make a million dollars? Well, I think you're going to have to move to... A very high elevation. Exactly. That is exactly <laughs> right. I said California and the Cascades, yes. that's where they grow. High up in 8,000 feet is where they like to grow most. Right. And Brasstown Ball is only like 4,000, yeah. I think, here in Georgia. So no silver tip furs. No, not, not in Georgia. for us. No, not for us. But we know people were listening because they sure heard us talking about the silver tips that you have at Pike. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And they are beautiful. They really are. Yeah. So today, the, the pike, pike Pick is actually just, let's talk about Christmas trees. They're all yes, there, beautiful I, trees. Yeah. Our, um, the one we wanted to, I wanted to feature today, though, was the seven-foot Fraser firs, yeah. which are thirty nine ninety nine, which is a great deal. Um, and I did want to mention that um, our, I'm outside and I'm freezing to death, y'all. I'm sorry, I'm standing <laughs> outside the IHOP, so if I'm shaking, uh-huh. you know, I'm getting ready to go to, to work in just a minute. But um, the uh, the our our trees are measured unlike a lot. If you go into tree lots and they say they're um, um, they're eight feet tall and right. they, they're no taller than our seven feet tall because the way we measure ours ours are measured to where they branch out at the top rather uh-huh. than the very tip top. So you get a lot more for seven feet at ours. And what I think is also just fabulous about pike is you have made the fresh cut. The minute they come into the store, you've made the fresh cut at the bottom, you put them in water, and so they're not dried out. They haven't been laid out with 50, 100 others in a big lot or anything. They are not dried out. They're in water. They're hung up so you can see what they look like on all sides. They're just beautiful trees, and what a deal. What a deal for the fruit trees. It's much easier to shop. Plus, it's very comfortable inside. That's true. <laughs> you're not sitting outside like I am right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're undercover, and it's, uh, it's great. They're size up. You 
It's a great place to shop. Yeah, it smells shop. good. And if you bring the kids and let them play a little hide and seek amongst the trees that are hanging out there, nobody's going to oh, yell sure. at you for doing that. And, and be sure and check out, we've got um, a great deal where you get uh, a seven foot Fraser fir, um, two poinsettias, two nice sized poinsettias, and a mixed wreath for, I think it's seventy four ninety nine. Cool. Great deal. Instant decorate the house. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like so going. Make sure and check them all out and uh, come in to see us today. Yeah. Or tomorrow. It's going to rain tomorrow. Today or tomorrow would be a great day to do it. It won't be so dry. It'll be nice and dry. Yep. And your people, and just to make sure everybody knows, your people wrap them up and they load them on the car and they'll lash them down and everything's done for you so you don't have to worry about is my truck going to, or my car going to flip over and have all this stuff on top of this tree spread all over the highway. No pike people know what they're doing. and They'll put it on top of the car for you. So it's pretty much all you have to do is bring it home, take the pike stand, and we haven't talked about that, that you have a, a tree stand that you can get and uh, rent it for a month or so and then bring it back and get the refund. I'm sorry, do you hear that siren? I'm outside. I'm sorry. Um, no, um, yeah, that's a great deal. Also, I wanted to mention that the flock trees, if you're interested in a flock tree, be sure and do that today because we can't do those when it's raining. Yeah, okay. So be sure and come and get your flock tree today. So, and let me reiterate about the tree stand. That Pike has tree stands, and you basically, is it buy the tree stand and get the refund, or is it rent the tree stand? How does the tree stand work, Mickey? Well, you get you buy the tree stand, and then you get a coupon oh. for that amount to spend at Scripps. Okay, all right. So it's like you're just, it's kind of like you're renting it. That makes sense. All right. So bottom line, today, tomorrow, come down to Pike, get your Fraser firs, particularly the one, the seven or eight foot tall Fraser fir, thirty nine ninety five. Did you say, Mickey? Yeah. Yes, yes, and that is great a great deal. deal. Lovely trees, freshly cut. They are a real deal compared to some places you might go and eh, not so good when you get them home. They got bugs in them, and you don't want to talk about that. That's right. That's right. And uh, and bring your bring your cell phones and your cameras so you can take lots of pictures of the kids in the greenhouse. Oh, that's a great idea. Watching them in there. Smart idea too. Well, Mickey, it was great being with you last Saturday. Great talking to you today. I'll see you soon. If we wanted to find out where we might go to find these great Fraser Fir Christmas trees at Pike Nursery, where would we go? At PikeNursery.com. Is there something happening this afternoon you might be Roll attending tide. to? That's Twenty-four <laughs> point favorites over the Florida. Oh my gosh! But you never know. It's a the good tide. day at the Gazaway. It's going to be a great day for somebody somewhere. We know that. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Mickey. See you later. See you next Bye -bye. Saturday. It's 841 at News Talk WSB. Chris is on the line in Rex, Georgia. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What you got? Uh, I planted uh, 11 emerald green abervites about 15 years ago. Yeah. And after a couple of years, one by one, they turned brown and died. Mm. And I'm down to four left. I don't know what's killing them. Wow. After establishment, yours are well established. Fifteen years, yeah, they're established. There's no arguing about that. But after fifteen years, why they would start one by one dying? That's a puzzle. Let's think about other other environmental things around them. Is there? I'll just throw out a few things. Is there any chance they're sitting in a low place that gets water when it does rain? Does it get soggy around the roots? Is there any chance it's real mounded up and dry and dries out real quickly during the summertime? Give me some other symptoms. Some uh, other. The water does drain in that area. Yeah. 
Uh, there is some ivy around there, but I keep it cut back. Okay. Um, and that's about it. Hmm. I don't know if I planted it over a... I don't know. <laughs> over a uh, poisonous place in the earth? <laughs> yeah, because like I said, the ones I've got now are 15 feet tall, look great. Yeah. And they're all, the ones you still have, they're still looking good, right? Right. Okay. All I can say, Chris, is the next one, if another one dies, which we hope it won't, but if another one were to die, sometimes you can see things by digging them up. I had a, it's been a year now, I guess, a guy that had um, Leland cypresses that were dying, Leland's in this time, not Arborvitae, but Leland cypresses that were dying. They'd been in the ground for five, six years. They were seemingly well established. But he said, you know, when I dug them up, Number one, the roots hadn't gone very far, but number two, the bottom of the hole was filled full of water. And this was during the middle of the summertime, and he just was at a low place, or there was a spring, or there was a something underneath his Leland's that caused him to wink out and die. So sometimes if you see one dying, don't just cut it down and say, well, that's that. I don't know what the reason is. You have to do a little Sherlock Holmes thing and figuring out what went on with it, and you may learn something. So hopefully no more deaths. You won't have the chance to figure it out. So they but, can actually get too much water? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if they get a lot of water around the roots, most evergreens are pretty sensitive to drainage around the roots. They can't breathe very good, in other words, and so they suffocate and uh, decline due to that. Great. Mm-hmm. But... Hopefully, fingers crossed, yours that you have now are going to be great for another 20, 30 years. And if you're going to plant something else back there, you have a lot of choices of more arborvitae or more holly or more other evergreen plants to use for screening. All righty. All righty. All right, thanks. No finger put exactly on the smoking gun, but hopefully next time a little bit, a little bit of investigation to see what's going on. Pat is out in Loganville. Pat joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Pat, morning. Hi, Walter. Hi. I just have one question. Yes. Is it too early to cut back knockout roses and gardenia bushes? Hmm, early as, uh, as goes. Well, with, somebody had told me you for the bush or for the roses yeah. that you should wait until after the first freeze. But I'd like to get cut out now so I can do something else out there. You know, Pat, if I were you, I'd cut them. Now, you're not going to kill a knockout rose by cutting it now. Give me a break. No. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, they are pretty hurt. dirty because I am no gardener. My husband died several years uh -huh. ago and. You know, I'm trying to do this stuff, and I'm making a mess of them. <laughs> I feel like if there's anything needs to be done to a knockout, go ahead and do it. No, I give you complete permission to do any pruning you need to do today. Thank uh, you. Killing frost, killing freeze, uh, we don't care about that on knockout right? And same thing about the gardenias. Right? Now, on gardenias, yeah, you're going to knock off a few of the blooms for next year. They do bloom on old wood, the, one that's, the wood that's on there right now, as mm -hmm. well as new wood, meaning the stuff that's produced next spring. So, yes, you'll have a few less balloons, but if it's in your way and making life miserable when you walk past it, then cut the darn thing down. Okay, thank Another you one. very much. You're not going to kill them. Just go ahead and do what needs to be done, recognizing that in the future there may be some effect on the gardenia, on the knockouts. There will be no effect. It'll come back bigger and stronger and more flowers than you ever thought Great. you would. Great. Thank you so you much. Bet. Thanks for calling, Pat. Uh-huh. Bye. 404-872-0750 is the number at Lawn and Garden. Don't forget Clark Howard. Dave Baker going to be at the East Johnson, what is it, East Johnson Ferry? Let's get this out right. We'll be on the Walmart East Cobb Johnson Ferry Road. Let's get that right. The East Cobb Walmart Johnson Ferry Road. Clark Howard, Dave Baker there from 8 o'clock to 1 o'clock today, broadcasting alongside Eric Erickson, who will be at the Peachtree City Walmart from 8 to 1 as well. They'll be broadcasting alternately back and forth between the two locations. And... 
supporting Clark's Christmas Kid is one of the greatest things you can do. Take your kids, for goodness sake, take your kids with you. You uh, go up to the table. They have a big table there at the front of the store. You see all these um, folders that have pictures, not pictures of children, but the name of a child and what they would like for Christmas, a few things, a toy doll or a basketball or something like that. You choose one or all of the things for that child. Go back in the back of the store to the toy section and buy it. Go up to the front, of course, check out, and then bring it to the table with all your stuff in a bag, and they'll put it in another bag with the child's name on it, and that child will have Christmas for them. So today, broadcasting again from eight, from 9 until 11, but uh, there at the Johnson Ferry and Peachtree City stores from 8 until 1, I believe, this afternoon, you'll be able to participate in Clark Howard's Christmas Kids. It's 847. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves for the lawn and garden advice you need. Quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Bottom line, is going to be cloudy, overcast today. A little bit of shower chance this afternoon. Overnight lows in the low 40s. Right now it's 42 degrees. Tomorrow, today, this afternoon, it's going to be in the low 50s, perhaps even the high 40s. So chilly this afternoon, but not much chance of rain today. The chances of rain increase tomorrow. 70 to 90% chance of rain tomorrow. A little bit more on Monday. Bottom line, the rains have come back again. 404-872-0750 is the number you can use when you dial other shows, but we are about to get out of here, and the Dave Baker, Clark Howard Christmas Kids show will start in just a few minutes. Lucille is up in Houston, Georgia, and joins us on Merry Lawn and Garden. Merry Christmas, Walter. Hey, Lucille. Uh, good morning. Merry Christmas to you. you. Thank you. Um, I have a candy tuft that I've had for about 10 years. Is it too late for me to transplant it? No, it's just perfect. Now the ground is a little softer, and the candy tuft has had a minute to soak up some moisture. And, you know, maybe I'll get around and move the candy tuft in my front yard today. (laughs) Just based on your your good example. I moved one last year, but it didn't, you know, it it was there all year. And it took off again beautifully. How long have you you had it, Lucille? Ten years. Good heavens, March. Yep, Where I bought you... two of them, and they bloom and bloom, and people just love them. Yeah, they say, a... what is that? They think it's the snow, you know, the annual, <laughs> <clears throat> but it's not, and I just love it. I bought ten more, but they're not working. <laughs> well, 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 well. Buy ten more. Come on. People have got them for sale. Pike, I'm sure, has them for sale somewhere. The candy tub is one of those plants that when they're blooming, it's an awesome plant. They smell good. And then, you know, the rest of the year, they just sort of sit there and don't do a whole lot for me. But for a while in the spring, candy tub is a really, really pretty plant. Thank you. Sure is. Yeah. Glad you have it, Lucille. Go move it around. Do whatever you need to do this afternoon. Excellent. Thank you again. Thanks Bye. again, Lucille. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Bye, Mike. Don't forget, there's a lot of things you can do this weekend to prepare for next spring. One of those would be to plant your bulbs. If you have not planted your daffodils and your tulips and your everything else you need to do, you can join me this afternoon because I'll be planting some of my bulbs. 
in my garden at the softer the soil is a little bit softer outside. And again, I mentioned earlier this morning that I really worry that next year the greening up of Bermuda, particularly, and maybe zoysia lawns as well, even centipede probably too, may be really retarded. So keep that in mind. Next year we're going to have lots of problems related to the drought. This year, if you didn't able, if you weren't able to water. And speaking of water, remember that if you plant things, you have 30 days that you can water without any problem at all. It's legal to water after 30 days or 30 days for 30 days after planting something. It's fine to go to Pike and get some plants. They have their Fraser Christmas trees on sale today, so that'd be a good thing to check out as well while you're looking at plants. Poinsettia is one of the best things you can do for a holiday poinsettia is take the foil off. One of the worst things you can do to a poinsettia is to give it too much water. They love to be in drier soil, and I think the temptation for a lot of people is to take a poinsettia and uh, keep the little decorative golden green and red foil around it and put it next to the fireplace or in the middle of the table or something like that. But boy, that foil absorbs moisture. You have a little pool of water in the bottom of it, keeping the soil soggy. And that poinsettia is not going to be happy. If you didn't get your questions answered this morning, go to my website, WalterReeves.com. You can see the details for our trip to England next set, next uh, June. You can also see how to sign up for email newsletter and follow us on Twitter and Pinterest and Facebook and things like that. Ashley Frasca has done a lovely job this morning answering calls and making sure that everybody got their question answered in due time and due speed. Scott Maxim, of course. Does a fabulous job as he always does, but the meow music for Christmas this morning, Scott, was outstanding. Really appreciate that. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you right here for another edition of Lawn and Garden next Saturday morning. I'll get